Listening Dog Media. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Rocket with Kieran Bracken and Nick Easter. The Rugby Podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. Welcome to Rocket with me, Kieran Bracken and Nick Easter. And today we're joined with All Blacks captain Sam Kane. Rocket with Kieran Bracken and Nick Easter. I believe we have Sam Kane on the line, uh, current captain of the New Zealand team. Fantastic news for you, Sam. How are you? G'day, how's it going? Yeah, good. Good. It's myself and uh, Nick Easter here. So, so just so congratulations on the captaincy. I just want to check how things in New Zealand with lockdown, how you're coping, how you're keeping fit. Oh, mate, we've. Uh... We've been pretty fortunate here. We're two weeks out. We've two weeks back at training. We've had this will be our third week tomorrow back at training. So um, things are pretty close to back to normal here. Um, we're expecting them to announce. How, to how, is, level uh, three. How, how have you been um, conducting the training? Did you start? Are you still in small groups? Have you been sort of distancing and being wary? Have you been sort of full throttle because you've got it under control over there? Uh, there's a couple of small like tweaks at the start, but mainly just around taking our temperature at the start of the day. And um, I suppose that our facility has been limited to just the, the bare essential people that we need. Um, so no one, we don't really have people coming and going. Um, we just got a log, log in, log out system. But um, in terms of training, it's just been uh, as normal and probably just a little bit more of a focus on, on hygiene and wiping things down and sanitizing, but it's, um, it's been good to get back into it. Could you just share with us that moment that you got the phone call uh, about the captaincy and what that felt like and um, and what it means to you uh, to be captain of the All Blacks? Uh, yeah, so I suppose because it got announced during lockdown, a lot of people assumed um, I only found out um, not long beforehand. But uh, it was actually a face-to-face. Ian Foster came around to my place back in, back in February, um, early February. And we, I didn't, I didn't have any idea actually. We were just chatting, chatting rugby. He was, he'd newly been announced the All Blacks coach, so I just assumed he was getting around a few of his um, sort of more senior All Black players, catch up, and then um, he sort of sprung the question just towards the end of the conversation. Um, took me back, obviously, and uh, yeah, but it didn't take me long to to know that I wanted to say yes and, and was up for the role. So uh, the feeling is just. Yeah, hugely humbled and just feel very privileged. What so sort never, of captain? Never yeah. even came, never even entered your thoughts when he was round the house that he was going to ask you. Uh, well, the fact that I knew that he'd gone and seen a couple of the other boys, I think he'd been down to Wellington and caught in, caught up with um, what have been Artie and up to up to Auckland. He'd caught up with Bowden Barrett. So yeah. um, I just thought he was sort of getting around. Um, and he might wait a wee bit longer. 
No, it's a tremendous, it's a tremendous honour, obviously, and uh, comes with its pressures. But uh, you know, I'm sure you sure you'll be able to cope with it. If it regards the captaincy, um, you know, you've had two great captains you played under um, for the All Blacks in Richie McCaw and Kieran Reid. You know, they're keeping it in the back row family, which uh, you know I'm a fan of myself. <laughs> Yeah, you know, given, given, given the ruck is the most contentious issue and it's the one you've got to sort of try and influence the referee or your players more than anything else in the game, I think it's, it's only right to have a member of the back five in there, but especially the back row. But, you know, you would have learned a lot off Richie and Kieran um, and you will have your own style of captaincy. You know, do you want to sort of, are you able to sort of divulge into sort of what your style would be like in maybe similarities or differences with uh, with the previous two? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, pretty good apprenticeship, eh? Hey? And under those, yeah. those two guys. <laughs> yeah. um, so, look, I'm, I'm, first and foremost, I like consider myself very uh, fortunate to um, have learnt so much off of two pretty special players and leaders. Um, I think leadership's one of those things that, uh, you know, you're not, you're not born with it, but you sort of, just learn and evolve along the way. And I've got no doubt that um, being exposed and having, you know, roughly eight years, four and four with each uh, has helped mould my leadership. And uh, I'd like to think I'm uh, a leader who's pretty inclusive. I like, <clears throat> I like to hear other people's thoughts and ideas before. And, and I sort of use that to help form my own to some extent as well. Um, I'd like to think, um, you know, I'd never ask the players to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. Yeah. Like, I'll be uh, putting my body on the line and, and doing everything I can to make sure we win. Um, but also just try and be a, a good, approachable bloke too. You know, someone that people um, want to follow, someone who's respected. And, you know, you, you earn that on and off the field. Well, there's quite a few players in the team who you can help and rely on some lots of senior players within there. But, um, you know, we're, we're all looking forward, or I was looking forward, I suppose, that the, the match I was looking forward to most this year would be New Zealand coming over to play against England, um, a, a revenge match from the World Cup semi-final. I don't, don't really want to mention it because I know New Zealanders take it personally, the, the semi-final, but... Um, you know, just, just going back to that semi-final, it was just one of those games. You had a fantastic game against, I think it was Ireland the week before and, and England was stuttering through the tournament. And, uh, you, you know, just what was your feelings in that match? It looked like everything just went right for England and, you know, couldn't quite click for New Zealand. Yeah, um, you summed it up quite well. And I think just within the space of those three weeks, you know, those three playoff games from the quarters all the way through to the finals, if you look at all of those games, um, it just shows to go, oh, goes to show, I think, how much of a challenge a World Cup is and how difficult it is to be up week after week and the, the mental and physical um, ability, mainly mental, I'd say, um, to mm. get to that state that you need to every week. I mean, um, you know, South Africa, without doubt, saved their, their best game for the <laughs> final. Yeah. Um, if, and if we go back even further, like England, played their best game against us and unfortunately yeah. we played our best game the week before that um, so you know that it just highlights how, how difficult um, that is uh, in saying that we knew that going into going into a World Cup um, but yeah highlights it again I suppose Have you had um, 
I suppose you probably haven't had any sort of debrief or anything on the World Cup and you'll probably just want to move on. And, you know, I'm a big, big fan, like most of uh, you know, the rug- rugby lovers in the world of New Zealand rugby and how you guys think about the game and like to be a couple of steps ahead. Um, j- just interestingly, Warren Gatland at the Chiefs, you know, has had a long time, you know, obviously he played New Zealand coach, New Zealand coach of the Chiefs beforehand and interim, but, uh, you know, he's coached Ireland, Wales, Wasps up in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, he's been a tremendously successful coach over here. Have you, have you, you know, recognised any sort of big influences that he might have brought back from Northern Hemisphere rugby? I mean, rugby's rugby really, but, you know, there are subtle differences and changes in philosophy and approaches aren't there between the northern and southern hemisphere you know since he's come back to the Chiefs has he managed to sort of implement anything that's slightly different um in what you've done before and previously with New Zealand and uh, and the Chiefs yeah look we're obviously really excited that uh, a man of his caliber was coming to to coach us and um you know for some of us who um played a wee bit longer Sort of, I've, I've had the attitude of going in with like a really open mind and, and wanting to learn, um, learn off him, and uh, he he's been really impressive. Actually, he's come in. He, he's not someone with any ego whatsoever, yeah. um, but at the same time, you sort of get you know he's the boss, uh, and he can can get you on edge, which is good. You know, you want that from a head coach, and but what I've enjoyed is that he's sort of sat back a little bit. Um, watched how we go about how we've been going about things because the makeup of our coaching um, group is, is similar to the last two or three years. Um, and then the further on we've got, he sort of just comes in and says what he thinks, what what can work, and then we we try it out. Um, so he hasn't been he hasn't sort of come in and just tried to rewrite the script straight away. He he's come in and just made subtle tweaks here and there, um, and we've. Had a really open mind to that, and um, you know, I think that's what's what's helped it work so far. I mean, we've only we've only had about four or five games before this COVID nineteen, but it's only two weeks before we get back on the track. So, um, really, honestly, really, really been enjoying them. The, the big talk at the moment is trying to get um, you know a worldwide rugby calendar. I mean. You know, Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere, trying to collide and make it easier to play against each other. What's your thoughts then on 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 trying to sort of you know get together and have a have a, a better calendar? Would that work for New Zealand? Oh, mate, I think it's the way forward. It's just um, you know, it's sort of above my pay grade, but trying to work <laughs> out how it, how it works works in. I mean, we I think we all agree it would be it would be awesome. I don't. I, I think what doesn't help is that each of the um, competitions, whether it's the Six Nations or the Rugby Championship, uh, are sort of owned by different um, entities. Yeah. So, like, it's, um, you know, if it was all under, let's say, World Rugby, um, things might be a little bit more flexible. But, uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, after a year like this, uh, next year might be the year to, to change things up. And I think even yeah. Players' perspective, um, you know, I've been playing roughly the same competitions um, since my first year playing professional. So something a little bit different would be cool, and I, I reckon the fans would um, would really get on board with that too. But geez, what that looks like, I'm not sure. Um, I think there's been a wee bit of chat down here about um, 
the days of uh, old-fashioned tours, you know, like a, a month-long yeah. tour. Um, you know, imagine if we went over and played England three times and maybe yeah. a couple of um, a game against a couple of the clubs, how cool that would be. And maybe a couple of years later, it goes the other way. So, yeah. We'll yeah, we. I mean, it's, it's funny you say that. We've spoken at length, and we perhaps about bringing back yeah. the old tours, and you know, so you know, you get to know the personalities and you know the team that's travelling, and uh, it also asks a lot more questions in terms of rugby, doesn't it? You know, if you were to play England or Ireland a three-test series over here, um, as opposed to sort of dotted around, you know, the next game you're going to know a little bit more about each other. The next game you're going to know a yeah. little bit more about each other, and it just generates that hype and interest a bit more, and also would spread the game ac- across the country in the UK um, and France and Ireland. Um, where, where you guys obviously play at different stadiums. Speaking of new competitions, cannot wait for your guys' new competitions. I'm going to try and pronounce it. I apologise <laughs> if I can't get it. Ayotiroa. Is yeah, nice, mate. Yeah, that's nice. No, it's it yeah. terrible. But, uh, mate, I just can't wait for that to start and get going. Miss rugby so much, just like everyone else. Um, but that's a different competition, and you've got, you know, everyone, all the superstars are playing amongst each other. It's sort of a bit of a throwback, isn't it, to back in the old provincial days when um, every every sort of inch and quarter mattered and, the, you know, you stoked up the rivalry and the tribalism within the fans. Obviously, the fans aren't going to be able to come into the stadiums as yet. But yeah. uh, it'd be interesting to see um, not only what happens on the field, but also how much this can galvanise the supporters in New Zealand as well. Because... You know, I think Southern Hemisphere rugby, you'll accept, has been dwindling in terms of numbers turning up to games, you know, both in, um, you know, the the domestic uh, provincial competition and super rugby as well. And this might just be the trigger and the spark once audiences are allowed back in um, to to getting bums on seats again. Yeah, mate, that's a a fair comment. Um, Look, I think during... Uh, this lockdown period and I know um, we've had it pretty good here in New Zealand but it sort of showed the importance uh, of uh, you know the, the nurses doctors um, mm. you know police force etc who have helped keep the country running yeah. um, and I think where where sport has a part to play now is that we're getting back to some level of normalization is, is bringing like people together like that you know giving them something to support and and cheer about and uh, mm. so yeah so I think you're right hopefully um, the way things are going here it could be uh, you know a month six weeks maybe at the back end games of this competition we'll be able to get some crowds in and so that'd be pretty exciting but um, the competition itself it's uh, it's going to be tough that's for sure uh, <laughs> yeah but, but we're looking forward to it um, it seems like like you said we've been missing rugby and it's like all, all the boys have um, come back in good nick from lockdown. It's been just been awesome the last two weeks to have a bit of banter with the lads and, and throw the ball around again and get ready for some contact. So just uh, last question from me anyway. I just, uh, just you know, the one big thing about, the great thing I loved playing against New Zealand was the hacker. So how's, how's that work now? Is it going to be a new hacker? You're going to be leading it from the front. Uh, <laughs> Smith. Smith the back. I just remember some some of the hackers over the years how they've changed and uh, now you look like you've all got the right timing but I suppose new captain new hacker new change uh, look that's one thing I haven't uh, thought, thought thought too much about uh, 
I, I um, one thing I will say, there probably won't be a new hucker. Um, right. You know, keep it traditional. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think um, we'll, we'll see. We'll come together. And there's a couple of uh, couple of guys who can bounce some sound ideas off, you know, a little mm. bit more about um, multi-culture and tradition and, and the Kiwi hucker than myself. But, um, yeah, it's no doubt it's always, it's always an honour and, and privilege to do it. Sam, um, for myself and Brax and Ruckett, we'd just like to thank you very, very much for taking the time to talk to us. Um, many, many congratulations on your appointment. And we look forward to seeing you on the pitch, mate, in a couple of weeks and can't wait for the new tournament to start off. Um, and then clearly, obviously, you in the black shirt as well uh, and leading them out whenever that may be. But uh, look, we really appreciate the time you've given us um, and wish you all the best, mate. Cheers. No, thanks, thanks mate. fellas. Cheers for having me on the podcast. Appreciate it. Cheers. Rocket with Kieran Bracken and Nick Easter. Thanks to Sam for joining us. Don't forget you can watch all our interviews on our new YouTube channel. Just search for Rocket.